You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 115. Welcome to the Estheticians Earning More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Do you want to make $100,000 revenue in your esthetician business? If so, I would love to show you how. I want to invite you to coach with me in my one-to-one coaching program. It's completely customizable. The way that it works is we sit down and figure out what you've been doing in your business that hasn't been working and then make a very specific plan that I help you follow over the course of six months to get it done. We meet weekly for 30 minutes and discuss exactly what went well that week and what's going to to do next week, whether it's your pricing needs to be raised or you have boundaries with your clients or if you need to learn how to sell skincare, or you need to niche down and you're doing way too many services and not making money, or all of the above, whatever the issue is, whatever the reason is you're not making money, we'll figure it out together and we will grow your business into a really profitable business that's sustainable, that you love, and that really helps people. I cannot wait to be your coach and to work with you. To learn more, go to the link in the show notes. And with that, on with today's episode. Hello, happy Friday. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be back here with you today. I actually didn't get last podcast out in time because I was at Taylor Swift. I did talk about it in the podcast. I had recorded it the day before I was leaving and I totally thought in the airport or the plane I would have time or once I got to San Diego, I would have time to edit it and put it out, but I didn't. It was, it was actually a conscious decision. I tried, I tried to have time in the airport, which I didn't actually have. So I flew standby. So I had to pay attention to when they were calling my name, if I could get a seat on the plane. Um, and then when I got to San Diego, I actually got on the first flight out of, out of Atlanta in the morning um, I had been prepared essentially to be in the airport most of the day waiting for a flight. And then that's when I would have had time to edit and get the podcast, um, ready to go. But I got on the first flight and then I couldn't do on the airplane. The Wi-Fi wasn't strong enough. And then I got to San Diego, um, like in the morning and I had planned on getting in the evenings. So I didn't have any plans on my schedule and it, the reason I'm I'm t- telling you this whole story is because it, it's going to tie into today's podcast about balance and taking time for yourself. And I I rarely have time to myself that has absolutely no parameters. <laughs> I don't know. If there's a better word for that, but. Even before I became a mom and had my daughter, you know, I I had a business, you know, that is like, you know, in, in BLH Beauty that, you know, I had clients that I was seeing. I, you know, there was always another client before that I had a job or I was in school, right? So like 
you know, not complete freedom over my schedule. Like I always had something I had to do and get back to. And since becoming a mom, my time is never really mine. Even if I'm out running errands or something, I always have a clock going on the back of my head for like nap time, dinner time, bedtime, and making conscious decisions. Even if my husband's home and like there's no time people, like I don't have to be back by a certain times, not on babysitter or anything like that. I'm so aware of the time. Like, do I want to come back home now, which is like before bedtime and help with bedtime? Or do I want to come back after bedtime? But like that can go on for a long time. And then if she sees that I'm home, it's going to like disrupt the rhythm of bedtime. You know, like all of these, like there's so many like micro decisions that I make even during my quote unquote, like free time, time off when I'm not working, not parenting, not just being a person trying to get things done, you know, throughout the day, doctor's appointments, all the things. And so I found myself in San Diego with like, literally hours of just time and my friend that I was staying with that night works from home and so it wasn't an option to go to her house until after her work day which was like in the evening and I just I felt so free (laughs) I felt so free it was such a wonderful way to start my Taylor Swift weekend it was incredible I'll get to that in a second um and so actually I reached out to one of my friends that I was supposed to see later on the weekend when it was like I grouped a bunch of people together because I didn't have a lot of time to see people to kind of spread that out. So I spent some time with her and then I spent some time with my friend, my client turned friend um, as well. And that was just life-giving. It was a life-giving couple of hours together. And then I went and saw my my friend at her house, all those things. But I did have these pockets of time where I had like nowhere to be, nothing to do and nothing like there wasn't like even with my, you know, daily life before kids, like, you know, I like, I had things I had to take care of. Like it was a true vacation mode. And, and, and I haven't been on vacation without my daughter since she was been born. And, you know, if you go on vacation with a kid, it's not really a vacation because you still have all these things you'd think about to take care of your child. And it was just really freeing. I know I've taken little like staycations where I've driven to like hotels and stuff. And, but this was different because I had the choice of calling different people and seeing them or being completely alone. And that choice is very liberating versus like normally when I go to those things for myself, I'm just giving myself the whole time. And in fact, I can get a little bit lonely. Like, you know, like I kind of want someone to talk to after a few hours, but this was just like the perfect melding of complete free time and soul nourishing conversation, which I really knew I needed, but I didn't realize how much I needed it until after I had a few of these conversations with, with these women that I cherish and love and are just very special to me in different ways. And I I got to see a couple of them over my time in Southern California. And then the next day and like seeing my friend I was staying with and then other friends I hadn't seen since COVID and meeting new women and then going to see my friend Taylor Swift and she is my friend. I want to tell you that. I know it sounds really weird. As I said on last week's episode, I've been a fan of hers for almost 20 years since I was 20 is really when I can remember 
really falling in love with her music and I'm 38. So definitely since her first album, I mean, so many of those songs in her first album I was obsessed with and I've never like, I've never just kind of like, eh, not really been a fan and then kind of come back. I've always just been a diehard fan of hers. And since I've now seen her live a few times or now four times, um, I really feel like I'm seeing a friend that I haven't seen in a few years, which I know sounds really bizarre because I was like in a stadium full of tens of thousands of people. I was very high. I've decided that next time I go see her, I'm going to get better seats so I can see her better, not just her on the jumbo tron and actually see her and hear her better i couldn't hear her that great up in my seats which was my only disappointment it it was i had to like cup my ears to like hear what she was saying when she was talking in between songs um that's because i guess because i was up so high i think but i really felt like i was coming home and seeing just person after person after person that just gave me so much love and really nourished a part of me that I haven't really had an opportunity to nourish since a, a while. I don't. I can't even tell you the last time I felt that much like myself. Okay, it's a long intro to how what it has to do with you, and that is just like me, you probably are doing a lot of different things and a lot of things control your time that you don't really have a choice over, whether it's children or roommates or bills that you have. So you have to work more jobs or a combination of all of them or other things. You have an aging parent or someone that you have to take care of that's not a child that is an adult or a teenager or someone that needs needs you and needs your time. And there's a lot of sacrifice. I think we do have in our daily lives, even though I knew that sacrificing my time and my freedom was a huge part of being a parent. That was not a surprise to me. I didn't realize that that sacrifice, that decision to take care of this beautiful child that I love more than anything, also would leave me a little bit untethered. And I think that's just a good common parental experience. And then moving across the country and losing my dog, my companion, for almost 16 years, I have really felt untethered. Like I was telling some of my friends that, and it is the best way to describe how I've been feeling. And I also haven't been able to work and talk to you and like have my clients, like having interactions with clients and talking to clients and helping them with their businesses and make changes in their life, which is really essentially what I do with a lot of my clients is incredibly fulfilling. It brings me so much joy and I love using the part of my brain. And I haven't been able to do that because I don't have childcare and I know it's around the corner, but these things that really make you make me me has not been available to me just from circumstance, right? And I knew all this was going to happen. It's not a surprise. But that lack of, of balance, I can't think of another word because it's not really about balance. I don't know if balance is like achievable or, or even the goal, right? I don't know if balance is the goal. But the ability to be yourself in many different ways is the best way for me to describe it. So like 
being able to sit down with a friend of mine that I've been friends with for 10 years or more and fully be myself, fully be talk about anything and everything in my life, hear about their life, have these really deep conversations and also really fun conversations that are like totally silly. And and that side of me isn't, you know, my daily mom life, right? It's a totally different world. And to sit down with someone and talk to them about their business and strategize and think and work through different things they're dealing with, that's also a side of me that I don't get to use when I'm right now in my current life, right? And so these different parts of me, like I also recognize that freedom of time is not something that I will really have again for a very long time, which is totally fine. It's the season of life I'm in. But these parts of me, when they're not nurtured and, you know, happening, it can really drain me in a way that is super profound and slow. It's not something that I, you know, I noticed initially. So if I think about you in your life, what are the areas of your life that you just aren't able to or making a priority to have and nurture? And one of them for me definitely was like physical exercise. Like throughout the whole move, I didn't exercise because I didn't, it, it wasn't, I didn't have any opportunity to do so. It was, like, very challenging. Um, I've been definitely making that more of a priority because that's really good for my mental health. But they're eating food that's nutritious to you, that, that gives you energy, makes you feel good. I mean, there's all these different buckets. It's not just friendship. It's not just work, right, and using your brain in a way, creativity. My work is really creative to me, and so using that part of my brain is very exciting for me. So like my question for you is like, what area in your life or areas in your life are you not nurturing? And maybe you can't, maybe you're kind of in a situation where I am where like, I don't have childcare. I have a mother's helper babysitter that comes a couple hours a week so I can get this podcast done and a few things done around the house. But by no means is it like, I'm still home. I still, I'm not, you know, able to fully do whatever I want to do. So what is like, what is that for you? And it could be like, for me, like there could be a number of buckets that just are not being looked at for whether it's a choice or not a choice. And I want you to just see like, if maybe a little bit, you can try to fill, look at, nurture one of those buckets and maybe you can't and if that you can't because of the stage of life you're in I'm just going to give you a big hug because that I've been there I have I have so been there and I will be there again (laughs) and I'm kind of there now um like a lot of my friends are on the west coast and so when it's a good time for me to talk usually on the phone or whatever is it's not a good time for them because like I'm going to bed when they're just kind of ending their day, but they're still with putting their kids to bed, right? Like we don't have those times that align like they did before where we could both kind of like have an after bedtime conversation or whatever. And so it's okay if that doesn't work, right? Like it's okay if that's like not necessarily working. And so that could be the same thing for you, right? Like you could be really trying to exercise more and it just, it's just so much 
work to get it on your schedule. It just takes so much energy to not only figure out a time, but then to actually go and do it. Whatever it is, it could be one thing or five things. I want you just to choose one thing. So like for me, I have definitely chosen to prioritize exercising because I can fit it into my life, even though it's challenging sometimes. We have like a basement now with exercise equipment, so it's definitely much easier than it used to be for me. And it does provide me with such a huge, like I feel so much better so much better after exercise. My brain, I'm I'm a different person for 24 hours. I can't really prioritize trying to talk to my friends that much on the West Coast because of the, again, the timing thing, but like, that's okay, right? So like, I'm choosing that one. So you just choose your one. And I want you to imagine your life three months, six months, a year from now, if you put that thing on the top of your list of things. Like, you are going to whatever, call your friends more. You're going to work more diligently and purposeful. I think that work can also be a bucket of this. I, I'm not putting it as a bucket of this because I kind of want this to be more of a holistic podcast episode. But obviously work is a big thing. And for me too, like a big focus of mine in the fall will be to work with clients again since I have taken this massive break, Right. And I know it's going to bring me so much joy and fulfillment and all these things that I haven't been experiencing really. But I want you, so imagine if you, this one thing that you're going to be focusing on, I want you to think about a period of time from now and how your life will be different because you decided today you were going to do it. Like if you're really lonely and you don't have any friends and I have been there. And that's also why like Taylor Swift is my friend because there's been many times in my life when I did not have a friend. I was in between, I just moved somewhere Lots of things happening. I always have always had Taylor as my friend. I know it sounds so silly and weird, but it's so true. Like just like my dog Tawny, Taylor has been with me through so many things in my life. So maybe you need maybe you really like your work all the time, you take care of care for your kids all the time, and you don't really have any friends. Right? Or you know, whatever, maybe you're looking for a romantic relationship. You have great friends, you, you're really enjoying your work, you exercise regularly, but like you just really want a romantic, like there's some part of you that just isn't, it's not right. It's not, you don't feel right about, you know, it's just, you want something different. And so I just want to give you strength (laughs) and encouragement to, even if it's a little bit, just pay attention to it. Pay attention to whatever it is you need and how, like, if you, again, if I look forward to a year from now, Brittany, a year from now, who's been exercising regularly, which I've gone through this periods in my life where I've exercised really regularly and I haven't. And I know this to be true. So it's, it's, for me, it's not something that I have to really imagine as much as I just have to remember. But I know when I exercise regularly, I am such a happier person. I'm just, I just feel better. So whenever I like don't want to exercise, I just think about Brittany a year from now, who's been exercising consistently for a year, how great she feels. <laughs> that is what keeps me going, right? And like, like for instance, like let's say maybe you want need to make friends or you, you're having a hard time with friendships. Like I've had days where I've tried to make friends and it's been so hard when I'm new to areas and all those things. And I, I think forward to 
pushing through all of that and still working to make friends and how incredible I'm and grateful I am that I have those friends today. One of my friends I saw, um, I w- she was my first friend in San Diego when I moved there 12 years ago now. It's, it was a while ago, maybe even 13 years ago I moved to San Diego. I have to think about it. It's been a long time that I moved and that we've been friends. And it was not easy to meet her and find her as a friend. Like, it took a lot of work on my end, but I'm so glad I did because it's like the the benefits of that friendship is times a million, right? Maybe you like really just eat a bunch of junk food and you just feel like crap every day. <laughs> you know, I know I've been there. I've done that so many times as well. And you just like don't want to do that anymore. I just want to give you encouragement to like, Take one step in the direction of something that totally is incredible for you and you know it's going to be incredible for you, but you just haven't either either been paying attention that it's not been given attention to or you've noticed that you've kind of been neglecting it, but you haven't really figured out how to make it better. And just choose one. Don't choose five. If you have like five like me, it's going to be too much. That's why like, I'm choosing the, the exercising right now and then the work thing is going to be the next big priority and like whatever, whatever. Because those are the things that I know really light up my soul. I'm going to wrap it up with just this. If you're feeling burnt down in your business, you're feeling resentful, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling like it's just so, so freaking hard all the time. And that can be you're 10 years in, 10 months in, 10 weeks in, or 10 days in. Like, brand new business owner, you've been doing this for a while, and you're just having a hard time in your business. I want to tell you, A, that's normal. I send you a big hug. I'm here for you. And it's also probably because these other areas of your life, there's a missing, something's missing, you need to look at it and reevaluate it. And so maybe maybe you're miserable because you do work all the time. It's all you do. So you need to look at like making boundaries and making some changes in your business. Maybe you're brand new in your business and you're not working all the time, but you're thinking about work all the time and it's just kind of become an obsession of yours. Again, boundaries, super important in way you're like looking at and thinking about your business. And then also really spending time, like that downtime where you're not working and you're not thinking about your business and you are doing things for you, working out, spending time with friends, whatever, where you're not also talking about your business. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it doesn't count if you're talking to your partner about your business the whole time. Like you need to just need, you need to separate the two. You really need to take a break mentally from it. Whatever it is. If, if your business is causing you a lot of anxiety and stress and frustration and worry, if I had to, if I had to guess something else in your life is out of balance out of equilibrium, needing some help, needing some attention. I just want to encourage you to look at that this week. Let me know if there's something that's coming up for you. I'd love to hear from you. My inbox is always open at esthetician.coach on Instagram. Talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now. Hey, if you like this podcast, please rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. I cannot tell you how much that helps my podcast grow. So you can click five stars if you like it and you want to give me five stars. And please leave a review about telling me why you like it. 
so that I can help other estheticians grow their business. Thank you so much.